Wonderful morning once again out there. Welcome to another live uh, session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. As you know, my name is Isaac Phillips. I can't tell that I'm just fixing the mic properly. All right, you should be able to hear me properly now. All right, welcome once again this morning to our live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate uh, uh, prophetic leadership training. Right, this message this morning, all right, is going to be coming to us at our various uh, homes wherever we we meeting we gathering but of course we know that uh, church gathering has been has been set aside for now i don't know how a lot of people are going to adjust after this whole uh, um you know global shutdown but certainly the lord is speaking to his people the lord is speaking to his church very good morning Kumisa. nice to have you connect this morning nice to have you connect right and any other person connecting with us thank you for connecting with me this morning right uh we believe the lord this morning to take us into his word we had such a nice time this morning in our prayer uh, devotion up time what a time what a what a release of the spirit we had this morning all right so somebody wants to Maybe later on, check that uh, uh, broadcast, what we did this morning in um, Prophetic Prayer School. Awesome, awesome. Well, this morning, by the grace of the Lord, we will continue to lay, you know, uh, blocks on the solid foundation that we have built. I believe that we have been able to establish some very uh, uh, good foundation in understanding what we define as, you know, uh, uh, prophetic spirits. Uh, I did a teaching yesterday morning, which I think is a game changer. That teaching has brought personally to my own life some very profound perspective in understanding what the nature and the character life of the spirit man is in understanding how to flow within the, the environment or what we can define as the prophetic uh, uh, gifts and even the prophetic ministry because like i said the things of god are built up all right particularly when you're talking about ministry gift and in particular the prophetic ministry one must understand that we don't just arrive amen uh, in in what is defined as the prophetic ministry we have to grow into it you know spiritual things are designed are defined amen are, are, are built around the framework of growth all right or you build up god is a builder the principles of god are established around building the principles of god are, are built around seeding and development the bible says first the head the blade and then the full grown corn the process of God in our life demands that we understand how God relates, how God interacts. Amen. Once we understand that, then it's easy to align to that concept. Amen. Or else we might just find ourselves doing hit and run. Okay. You get one truth here, then you maybe get another truth somewhere there. And then you want to mix everything, then you realize that there's no coherency. And that's the challenge a lot of people have faced in time past, okay? The reason why many people today have found themselves under lockdown, under shutdown, under lockup, whatever we want to call it, is because at a period when God 
was coming with certain truth, certain reality, certain knowledge. Okay, people were not responding. People were doing their thing. The Bible says, as it were in the days of Noah. All right, where people were giving themselves to marriage, to dining and whining, and just they just living life, not understanding that life was designed to be lived through the lens view of God's intention. So for, for people who were living in the days of Noah, just doing their own thing, and looking at Noah and laughing at Noah, because what Noah was doing was totally different, okay? It looks different. It sounds different. You know, Noah's life was was a complete enigma to the people of his day. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They, they, you know, they abused him. They rebuked him. They did all kinds of things. But I like Noah. He was consistent. He was focused. He was determined. He was persistent. He had the capacity to build in the days of crisis. And when amen, the judgment of God, because we like it or not, the owner of the earth, the one who defines the universe as his own, amen, has an appointed day, an appointed time for every one of us. And once that day or time comes, if we are not ready to give an account, we will be judged. That's, 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 that's not some expression of some wicked God like the world system will have us believe. No. God gave the people of Noah, the day, the God gave the people in the day of Noah 120 years plus to adjust their life, to adjust their ways. No, they just kept living life as if all that pertains to life, amen, is meat and, and raiments and clothings and food and all of the nice cars and, and all of these nice things that the pleasures of this world, amen, they are temporal. They don't last. That's one of the things I think the Lord used, amen, to speak to me, you know, growing up as a teenager, you know, as a teenager, you want so many things. You 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 want to you want to be where it's happening. You want to you want to connect. And if you can't connect, you feel disconnected. You feel rejected. You feel out of you know you know you feel like a fish out of the out of the out of the ocean or out of the aquarium. You, you know because the world system has been defined that the majority, all right, carries the votes. All right, if it's popular, you should have it. And, and, and at a point, I realized that, wait a minute, life is not designed like this. Because by the time you see the end of those people who claim to have it, to, to gather it, and you see that there's still people who are full of, you know, pain and sorrow and sadness, then you begin to ask yourself, there must be more to life than all of these things. And then you go into, you know, into religion, then you also realize that but religion doesn't, doesn't seem to have the answer. You jump out of it. Then you realize that wait a minute, there's something called Christianity, and then you, you know, you're 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 involved, and then suddenly you still realize that that thing is not feeling, is not is not meeting that quest. There's a quest that heaven has placed in each of us. And then you jump out of that, and then you begin to search. Then they set your heart on a journey. Then they tell you that this thing is beyond just going to a church, is beyond just you know belonging to some group. God is building a nation. God is building a nation of people called the Ecclesia. The Ecclesia is not just a group of few people who meet in a place. The Ecclesia is the, is the expression, is the expression of God's nation on earth. And that nation is taking after the pattern of that which is called the kingdom of God. So the more this nation live life in accordance to God's desire, God's plan, God's purpose, we begin to see this nation reflect heaven on earth 
I mean, that was a game changer for me. And I'm like, wow, okay. So it's okay if I don't join that group. If, it's okay if I'm no longer part of that you know, church. It's okay if I'm not part of the system. It's okay because God is bu building something bigger than just a local assembly, than just, you know, you know, many of the things that today man defines to be, and in fact, that's the word, man defined it to be church, are completely out of the picture of God's intention. So God saved me from there. And from there, you begin to touch life. You begin to touch principles. You begin to realize that heaven amen, wants your heart to be set on a journey. You're searching, you're longing, you're pursuing something far beyond all that religion, men, tradition, amen, the system of this world can give to you. And I think that's a good place. And it's from that point that we, we are tackling many of the teachings that we are bringing across. Because I want as many as possible out there, all right, to, to come to this realization because this is a realization that every one of us must come into. This is not just something that happened to Isaiah. And I know there are a lot of people out there who can testify, all right, of how the Lord brought them out of the, the you know, the organized religious system of this world, how God delivered them, how God pulled them out. <clears throat> and many will still Excuse me. Many will still be arguing today that, well, uh, 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 you guys, you're, you're not you're not in the right place. You're not doing the right thing because you are not part of us. Remember, in the days of Noah, the majority were the one defining the day. But God, who defines creation and who defines, amen, purpose, objective, amen, and the process of glorifying him, amen, spoke to Noah. This is how I want you to live to live your life. So are we going to listen to the voice of in a popularism are we going to li listen to the populist voice are we going to listen to the voice of majority whom by the way now have been shut down or are we going to listen amen to the to the principles and the callings and the de de defined order amen of how to live our life all right so we're in a day of building amidst all the corona amidst all the plague amidst all the famine amidst all the confusion hey we are building for the lord <laughs> this gives me ex excitement this gives me joy all right this gives me excitement it gives me joy all right but just when i finished the you know morning devotion with my children you know my daughter was asking me daddy are you going to preach again i say yeah i'm going to preach i have to go because there are people that needs to hear this thing you know sometimes like you're on a treadmill you you're on a fast lane you you just must be there a lot of people think oh this guy loves to you know to he loves to be on air he loves to be on. no 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 far be it there is something that we are pursuing there is something that we've got to put out there the bible says you know the kingdom of god is like a farmer who goes to what to cast his seed who's going to cast his seed so what I'm doing right now, amen, is casting the seed. I'm casting the seed. Perhaps that seed will fall on some good ground. Perhaps somebody out there or I, will, 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 will tune in, will connect and say, this is what I need to hear. This is what I need, amen, to, to listen to. This is what is going to change my life. And I assure you, if you're connecting to this, this, this you know, uh, 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 um, this platform, this, this network, if you're connecting and your heart is connecting, I can assure you that there will be shift in your life. Because where this is coming from, amen, it's not from here. It's coming from the depth, amen, of the heart. It's coming from, you know, a, a water that has been purified, that has been tested. 
It's coming from a system that I've been tested. It's coming from a dimension of a life that God has taken through thin hair, eye water, challenges, pressures. All of all of these things have come to you know uh, uh, make up for that which we are presenting. So this is not just some hallelujah hit and run there. No, this is tried, tested, proven. So I, I want to beg of us as we connect, let's, let's truly connect with our heart. That's why we don't get a lot of people connect to us. Why? Because they know that if they connect to this frequency, they're going to hear the things they don't want to hear. <laughs> but it's the truth amen, that sets us free. I wish I had this kind of platform while I was growing up. I never had this kind of platform. Thank God for the few people the Lord brought into my life who made a big difference in my life. And I thank God for them being able to declare the truth to me without holding back. In fact, mo most of the things you know, that, that, that assisted me all right, to grow came from you know, books that I found, not really from people. Yes, there are a few people here and there, but most of the things that I came to know, I stumbled on, amen, were from materials, books, and I thank God. So I, 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 I'm saying to myself, if the Lord can make, you know, publications, material available, you know, CDs, tapes back in those days, you know, for me to learn and grow. Why can't I do the same? All right. So this is the reason why we keep coming. We keep sowing the seed. We keep, you know, putting these words out there. You know, perhaps somebody will touch it. Now we are, I'm, I'm connected to, you know, some, uh, there's some sites that are not too long ago. I, I had to connect to was this one. Yes. We, right now I'm in Tom, you know, you know, Tumblr. I'm in Tumblr. They call it Tumblr. All right. Okay. There's few other ones that, you know, we're just releasing this material out there. Just, you know, sowing the seed out there. All right. For free. Perhaps somebody will hear, perhaps somebody who is seeking, who wants to understand what the prophetic is, who wants to know how to pray, who wants to know how to live life, all right? We've got a material, you know, design on pattern for living, you know, written from the concept of the entire book of Proverbs. Can you imagine? These are resources that, you know, if some people out there who are, who are into, you know, uh, uh, you know, buying and selling, if they lay hold of some of this material, I mean, they, they're going to make a lot of money, you know, because money is their objective. But we have this material out there to build, to empower. So we're resourcing amen, those who want to be leaders. We are resourcing those who want to grow in their sense of spirituality. And we're also resourcing those who are just seeking. And I thank God for the grace to be able to do all of this. Like I said, the Father has given to us the grace, the opportunity, and now he's giving us the platform. And we pray that this platform will continue all right, to increase and to grow. All right? Let's just keep casting. In fact, the Lord has been speaking to me about we are in a day of harvest. All right? I'm not going to go into that, but it's important that we understand that we are in a day of harvest. In times of harvest, you've got to have the right you know, material, you've got to have the right tools, all right, to, you know, to, to bring in the harvest. You've got to have the right banyard, the right house, the right, you know, uh, 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 resource to do, you know, what needs to be done. So all of this, we're tracking by the Spirit. Yes, these are days where God is speaking to us from multi-layered dimensions, amen, of His voice. You, you, you're going to be hearing, you know, God speak on various things on various layers amen in, in in different dimensions so we have to develop capacity we have to develop capacity our ability into into connecting with the things of god has to be fast track has to be upgraded all right once the lord spoke twice we must hear 
Amen. There are things the Spirit of God is saying to us that requires, like I said, all that is happening today globally are things that heaven has been speaking and preparing us for in the past, you know, two, two decades. <laughs> you understand? So, so now God is speaking to us about the future, about the days to come. All right, that even though that day is going to be, you know, a, a, a challenge, it's going to be, you know, trying, it's going to be a trying period. It's going to be like a period where a woman is in the labor, all right, about to give birth. But we, we don't have to focus on the pain. We have to focus on the joy of the delivery, amen, of a man-child church. So that is where we are. And, and I, I just feel the Lord, you know, stare my heart to, you know, to share that. Now we're going to go into... <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to go into uh, our notes. We're going to continue to do our teaching. But there's a there's a there's a scripture that I I felt I need to just uh, uh, I highlight again just to give us a context. All right, we we've been doing training on developing a prophetic spirit how to develop a prophetic spirit because ultimately when we develop a prophetic spirit ultimately we're going to come into what you call amen a prophetic lifestyle a prophetic lifestyle if you will a prophetic gift all right and maybe a prophetic office if god calls you all right god doesn't have to call you into a prophetic office to to you know to you know, to enroll in this teaching, to be part of this teaching. You don't have to be a prophet because everyone, amen, born of God carries a prophetic uh, 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 fingerprint, a, a prophetic uh, 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 nature, if you will. That's what we've been call, looking, look, call, calling it. We, everyone has got a prophetic nature. To the degree that prophetic, you know, nature, character, function, of course, depends on the kind of influence, the kind of people, the kind of environment you grow. All right, if you grow in an, an environment where people are aware of, you know, what the prophetic life, the prophetic, you know, uh, uh, values and philosophy is all about, it's so natural that you will become prophetic. Okay, in in your perspective, in your engagement to life, and if you have grown in an environment where people either have a different concept to what the prophetic is if all people define in your environment to be the prophetic is somebody coming to give a dossier the lord and the person is perspiring and shaking and you know doing all those gymnastics you know and the person comes with a you know with a stick or walking stick or you know all of those <laughs> things that we do and that we define to be prophetic if that's what defines you know the environment that shape your prophetic understanding of course that will become the output that will become the you know the prism to which you you view and you see and you understand the prophetic which of course is far far from how the lord amen define you know what the prophetic you know a, a ministry is or mean or gift amen so so environment that's why I, i've dwelt you know for a while on just laying that foundation of what you know uh, uh, or how you can view or what the biblical definition or biblical perspective to a prophetic spirit is because we like i said everyone born of god bible says we are all made in the image and in the likeness of god amen the 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 the, the, the interpretation of that is that we carry amen that aspect of of god that is prophetic that is prophetic, 
All right. And this is what I'm saying again will, will lead me to this definition again. Uh, I just need to look at it again because it's important. We cannot be too tired. Now, we define the prophetic the prophetic as this. Listen to this again. We said the prophetic is defined. All right. We said the prophetic can be defined as 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 the ongoing. The prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the sleeping faculties of the redeemed man. So you cannot even begin to say you are prophetic if your spirit has not been redeemed. So you may ask me. So what about those people who who see vision, who who have dreams, who you know are able to do certain things? You know, growing in my in my in a grandmother's church, there's a this you know Gogo who was there, or this you know Opa who was there, and who can see things, and who always tell us, all right, don't do this tomorrow, and all of that, and all of that. You understand? We some of us grew up in such an environment where somebody comes and pray, and they say they have a vision, but you know, at least now you know that back then that person was not born again, but this person has a gift. All right. So we say that some, some, many of us are born with gifts, but if that gift has not told the line, told the path, amen, where it can be fine-tuned and refined and defined, amen, from the foundation of salvation and redemption so that the intentions of God, amen, for that grace or gift can function better, all right, that the enemy can take advantage, all right, of that gift and in fact turn it to something for himself. Or you find a situation where, People may not really have a prophetic gift, but they, they are connected to, you know, a household, family, all right, who operates in divination, particularly here in Africa. And of course, in Europe too, all right, there are people who, you know, from the Scandinavians and all of that area, okay, who are very, you know, gifted in, in what you call the spirit of divination, all right? So all of those areas where you have the, the Vikings, you know, all of those areas where people believe in witchcraft and all of that, they're very good, amen, in the expression of divination. That's why they will go to, you know, some uh, uh, witch and wizard and all of that. And they see things. They know things. They can tell you things about the future. You understand? So let's not confuse all of that. And I'm trying to bring, you know, this perspective so that we, we, we don't get ourselves confused because some of us might have met certain people who are never born again, but they could see things. They could, they could hear things. They could understand things. When they see vision, their vision always come to pass. I used to know people like that. All right. So we, we have to understand that people can operate in the spirit of divination. Divination always operate like, you know, a uh, uh, spirit of discernment or word of knowledge sometimes, all right? But they're not, okay? And that is because there are powers that be. You see, that's why, that's why I'm taking my time to lay this foundation and framework for us so we, we're not confused. So that the next time you see somebody, you know, being called a prophet or who says a prophet and is doing certain things, all right? that you will not just immediately embrace it in the name of wow can you see this person told me <laughs> everything about my life i mean remember remember there was a there was a guy jesus healed this guy did so many things in his life all right and this guy just ran away you know and just began to publish all of the things so now they're asking so who did all this thing for you i don't know who, who gave you who gave you sight i don't know but you're, you're using, you're enjoying this gift of new sight, but you don't know who gave you the sight. Yes, 
You, you understand? So people can tap into certain things without really having a relationship, a deep understanding amen, of where the power. And listen to this. There is nothing as dangerous for you to be operating in a gift that you don't understand or know its source. Let me repeat what I've just said. There is nothing as dangerous as operating in a gift or connecting to a gift that you don't understand or know the source. So you see, all that I've been doing from the beginning of this uh, uh, prophetic teaching in 20, this 2020 prophetic teaching is I've been laying foundation and this foundation keep bringing us back to understanding the difference between the prophetic, the, you know, operating in the prophetic and operating in divination because many of the things happening today in the church across the globe, amen, are influenced by the spirit of divination. And this is not something that is new. It's been there from the Bible days. All right. So we have to be able to have a solid spiritual foundation, a solid spiritual, solid spiritual foundation. Let me qualify that solid biblical spiritual foundation. All right. Solid biblical spiritual foundation. All right. So let's go on again. I'm just quickly bringing us back to this definition. Remember, don't forget this whole class that we've been doing is dealing with, amen, what a prophetic spirit is and later on you are going to learn amen characteristics of a prophetic spirit you will see that uh, they, we've got that in the notes so you're gonna we're gonna get there so you you're gonna understand you will understand what it means amen to 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 have a prophetic spirit but for now, all right, let's just limit it to where, to where we are, okay? We're building. Remember, we're not in a hurry, all right? I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. I'm not trying to rush you through this, no. I need you to understand. That's why, please, I want to appeal with you again. If, you're, if you finish, if you finish with the teaching, always go back and listen to them. I know sometimes it's, it's a bit long to listen, but try to do it. You can be listening and be doing other things. You can listen and be cooking and be washing, you know? But just please li listen to this. They say it takes it takes at least 21 days for us to listen to a particular message before we truly get, you know, or you know, did they say 21 days? No, they say you listen to that thing about 21 times. All right? Not 21 days. All right? You listen to that thing again and again and again, at least 21 times before you begin to say you have knowledge. So many times when we say we know, we really don't know <laughs> because our process, our, 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 you know, our mental faculty, you know, to process things, particularly spiritual things. Has not been has not been upskilled, has not been developed. We today we live in a world where we have very short span, you know, attention, very short span attention. Because there's always something pulling us, particularly in the world of social media. Okay. If you have to check in what Isaiah is saying, you have to be checking what you know the other prophet is saying, the other pastor is saying, the what your friend is saying. By the time you know it, you are all scattered all over the place. All right, you have a piece of all of them, but you're not gonna gain anything. So sometimes, in fact. My, my advice for you is when you're on social media, know where you're supposed to be. Like me, I don't check everybody. I don't check everything. No, no, no. The people who follow me, I try as much as possible to follow them and to at least, you know, put in one or two things. You know, put, 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 put my comment there. Sometimes I do it deliberately just to help the people to know that I care for them. All right. And I believe in what they are doing. Not because I have to, 
but I want them to feel a sense of, you know, uh, belonging and, and, and love and commitment because I know a lot of people that are connected to great men of God and the man of God never for one time, you know, put a comment to even say, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I know a lot of people like that. I know them. I know them. And, and in fact, people like that, I don't advise you to be connected to them because that is a pride, you know, proudful character. Okay, but that's not where we're going this morning before I deviate. But, but you know, it's important that we express humility and, and love and appreciation. If somebody can take time to follow me, I want to be able to follow the person. I want to be able to, you know, put my little input, not to, not to overshadow what the person is saying, but to say, yes, I believe. Even if it's just, you know, a, you know, a thumbprint, you know, yes, I believe in what you say. It's important because that helps the person. All right. So the primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing process of awakening the, the sleeping faculty. Imagine if all the spiritual faculty God gives to us become awakened. My word, <laughs> just imagine what that's going to relate to, translate to. Imagine every aspect of your dead spiritual faculty come to life. Because when we say, you know, our spirit is come, has come to life, you know, we don't really know what that means. And in fact, we, we, our spirit can be, can be alive, you know, limited to how we pray in tongues. Oh, hallelujah. You know, and that can be limited to maybe how we hear the word of God. But there are things that heaven wants us to know, to do, to carry out, to function in within the concept, within the structure of our spirit that we are, we are not even aware of. We are not even, we are not even sure they're, they're there. <laughs> you understand? It is like, listen, when Jesus said, when Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many, many rooms or many mansion. Is that go to prepare a place? Now, that word is, is it carries a two, a two stream uh, uh, expression or, or interpretation. All right. My father's house is, is a place he's gone. All right. To prepare. But that father's house is also a place in us. After all, the Bible says, we are what? His temple. Yes. So, so we are also the father's house, amen? We're his house. He's still building us, but he's living in us. You see, so the things of God, you've got to have the right concept, amen, of, of understanding to interpret the speakings of God, all right? So in us, there are, there are rooms. These rooms are defined to be the various concept of his move or expression within us. All right? And this is why I'm saying that we should not be limited to just one area, to just one aspect. So when we develop what we call amen, a prophetic spirit, the nature of God, the intentions of God are prophetic by design. All right, Meaning that if God is going to move through an apostle, he has to move through amen, his prophetic spirit to the apostle. Because before the apostle can operate and do things or represent God, that apostle must have what I call a foundation amen, of, of spirituality, which is prophetic by design. The ways of God, the, 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 the acts of God, amen, the, the nature of God, the values of God are prophetic by design. It's a, the prophetic is the default operation, amen, of our redeemed spirit. Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. You see, now we, we're not dealing with some gift. We're dealing with who we are. Who we are. 
who we are because I don't need to go to a prophet to become a prophetic. I don't need to connect to some apostle to become apostolic. If I understand the framework, if I understand the footing, the Bible says the church is built upon the foundation, amen, of the prophet and the pastor and Christ being the chief cornerstone. The church is built upon the foundation of the, the prophet uh, and the apostles or the apostle of the prophet and Christ being the one, of course, you understand if you read uh, 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 Colossians 1.15, you understand why the Bible says he's the chief cornerstone. He's the one that holds everything together. So, so these are things that personally I think the Lord has laid in my own heart as a burden to help the church to know. So in your, in your, in your work, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your business, all right, in your community, in your finance, you can express that prophetic life, that prophetic nature. You understand this? Because th that prophetic nature is there to guide, is there to lead, is there to, you know, walk you through life, is there to inspire you. You say, so what is this prophetic spirit? Well, the scripture says, when he, the spirit of truth, that's one nature, that's one character of, of the prophetic spirit, all right? So the Holy Spirit, amen, is what is the prophetic spirit in us resourcing our redeeming, our redeemed spirit. So two things happen here, all right? You have a prophetic spirit, but the Holy Spirit, of course, is the spirit of God, which is prophetic. Why? Why are you prophetic? Because you were made of him. <laughs> the Bible says, and God said, let us make man our own image and in our own likeness. And God breath into man that breath amen is prophetic that breath is the breath of god is the breath of life everything that flows from god amen is life and it's prophetic because within that breath listen to this are uh, the program the intentions the the desires of god the designs of god amen the order of god the values of god amen the power of god the authority of god all in that one breath Okay, if we don't get that right, the scripture says, in the last day, I will pour out my spirit. So when God pours his spirit out, what do you think is going to be happening? <laughs> We're just going to be going, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. That's not what the Bible says. <laughs> the outpouring of the spirit of God is not tongue-talking. The outpouring of the spirit of God, amen, is the very nature, is the very character, is the very authority, is the very power of God, is the ability to represent God. Because when God pours his spirit out, he's pouring out himself. <laughs> he's pouring out himself he's pouring out himself amen our true habitat our true destination our true you know identity is spirit man is a spirit all right who has a soul who lives in the body so god is pouring himself he said but I can see God. No, he said, I'm pouring out my, my spirit. So imagine God pour his spirit upon our flesh. What's going what's gonna to be happening in the earth? Let's just, let's just think about that. God pour. So men are going to be reflecting God in the earth. Men are not God, but they will be reflecting his nature. They'll be reflecting his, his values. They'll be reflecting his character. They'll be reflecting his authority, his dominion. In fact, they will become Adams in the earth. <laughs> Are you getting this? Now, all of the things that I've said can only be achieved through what we call 
the ministry of the second man, the last Adam, yes. Whatever God is going to be doing, amen, within this structure of a life that we are defining, that we're talking about, has to be done, amen, through the life of Christ. So God pours himself out is to enable, is to enhance us, is to grant us grace, is to grant us capacity, ability, mobility, amen, tenacity, you know, to walk in such a dimension of life that ordinary people who have rejected, have refused the ways of God will be dumbfounded. How did you do that? There are things that we can do just by tapping into that nature of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. But you see, if we li limit that to just some what happened on the day of Pentecost and just hallelujah, strong talking or just the inability to be able to do X, Y, Z and we don't understand the entire you know, uh, uh, environment, the entire intention, the entire order of God, amen. What is, what is in the heart of God? Why is it pouring himself out? If all we think of is just God pour himself so we can start a church. <laughs> all right. Then, of course, we really do not understand what God is doing. You understand? <laughs> so he said, I will pour out amen, my spirit upon our flesh. Then he went forward. I say, your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. What does that mean to prophesy? Are you, are you seeing the connection? The outpouring of the spirit triggers not this the function of the redeemed spirit one of that function is to prophesy another word to prophesy means to represent god or to foretell that which is the heart of god that which is the intentions of god to reveal that which has not yet come but to make it known prophesy prophesy means to speak forth of the things that had not yet come but to say it amen from a position that you have seen that you have known in fact to the degree that you have experienced it because prophecy is coming from somewhere and the genesis amen of prophecy is the prophetic spirit amen the prophetic spirit is connected to the prophetic nature of God. So the more, the more you receive of the outpouring, you say, can I receive more of the air? Yeah, we grow daily in the things of God. You can quest, you can, you can become an Oliver Twist, amen. In the things of God, you can desire more of God. The more you desire more of him, all right, the more you desire more of God, the more you expand in the ways of God. The more you, we increase, you see, so, Seeking the presence of God is not just about oh, hallelujah. Whoosh. Oh, no, that brings you to a deeper intention, a deeper understanding, a deeper view earlier of God's counsel for your life. It reveals God's divine intention for your life, amen. And for, if you will, you know, the, the scope of God's program for your life. Seeking the presence of God is the most powerful, you know, uh, 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 enterprise if you will that somebody can engage in because that begins to resource you that begins to bring you amen to know things you will know the height you will know the width you will know the breadth you will know the length you will see things you will understand things amen your life becomes one that is driven by vision 
you will have clarity into every intention around you, within you. That's how to live life. So the prophetic enhances, amen, how we live life. The prophetic, amen, is, 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 is the capacity to be successful in life. The prophetic, amen, is the ability to become, to represent, to reflect, hallelujah, God's divine intention and program for our life. The programs of God for humanity are prophetic. You have to, first of all, have a knowledge of it. Then you step into the working out of that program. Is This is clear, right? So where were we? I, I, I didn't finish the definition. We said the primary definition of the prophetic spirit can be defined as the ongoing. It's a continual thing. Ongoing process of awakening the sleeping faculty of the redeemed man, which introduces him. You see, the awakened faculty. So, you, hallelujah, born again. <laughs> yes, thank God you're born again. That is just the beginning. That is just the first day. All right. That awakening of your spiritual faculty. Now introduce you, amen, to the core, to the intentions, to the values, to the program of God, amen, introduces him to the core footing and framework of divine interaction with life. With life, which life? <laughs> of course, that's, that's, it's not that life you're living, the life of God. Introduce him, amen, into how to interact with life. Who is life? Jesus is life, Amen. And of course, the things, the things, there are things called the things of God, the things of the spirit, the things of the kingdom. Things are tangible, right? When you say that's a thing, it means that thing, you can touch it. There are things in the spirit, all right, which introduces him to the core footing and framework of divine interaction with life and the things of the kingdom. Listen to this, in a manner. So it doesn't just introduce, but it also has a way of introducing that thing. In, introduce you to the things of the kingdom in a manner that makes amen, your ability to represent heaven a reality on earth. <laughs> oh, I love it when God, you know, sometimes gives me that grace just to teach. I love it. And I can feel that, yes, we're teaching this morning, okay? So that is that about the prophetic uh, uh, um, definition, or de de defining the prophetic spirit. All right, let's let me go back to where I want to touch on this morning. All right, so we have dealt with the two philosophy. All right, that defines the two philosophy. Okay, that uh, 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 how would I call it now? That we view the prophetic from. I don't want to say that defined because one of them doesn't define the prophetic. But these are the two, you know, values that we tend to view what the prophetic is. All right. Remember, God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. All right. So there is the aspect of how God wants us to engage and interact with his thing. There's a way out there that man has defined, that religion has defined, all right, of how we ought to engage the things of God. These are the two value system that is out there today, all right? And there's what is called the ways of God and the ways of men or the ways of tradition or the ways of denomination, you know, theology and all of that, all right? So finding how God wants us to connect and relate and interact with him is crucial. It's crucial because then that will allow you to arrive in the concept of divine operation. Lest you get caught up, amen, 
in being a Christian, in doing Christian things, in doing even biblical things, spiritual things, but is outside the organogram, outside the pattern, outside the order, outside what is called my ways, my thoughts. Can I give you a word? This is where a lot of us compromise because we assume that the ways of God and the thoughts of God, one, are difficult, two, are the longest path to get to our destination, three, very few people, you know, go thy way. And this is the reason why it seems as if very few people, you know, are the one reflecting or walking in the path that is called the ways of God. And the, the reality is, it's, it's, it's challenging. If you're going to walk in the ways of God, you have to die to, to the ways of men. You have to die to the thoughts of men, the ideologies of men. Because when you talk about the thoughts, God's thought, that word thought is speaking of a whole faculty of human living. Halabashayadeh. The, when, when you say the ways of God and the thought of God, that is a faculty. That is, that is, that is something you have to learn in the university of the spirit. <laughs> I hope you understand this is a school of the spirit. All right. When you go to men's university, when you go to worldly university, you know, your secular university. And it's important if we can do that, we need to do that. But you have to know that what they teach you in secular, you know, uh, 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 environment, all right are all informed by certain value system that promotes, amen, certain beliefs, certain values, okay, that the world wants you to have. That if you don't have those values, if you don't operate by those values, you don't succeed, all right, in, in where they believe you should succeed, all right? If you don't have certain knowledge regarding certain things, if you don't think, all right, when you talk about political science, you must you must study, amen, uh, Politics that deals with, you know, uh, 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 the, 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 the Greeks, the Greeks philosophy, you know, the, the, the Roman, you know, philosophy and all of this philosophy, men who have, you know, empires that have conquered the world. All right. And, and the concept of, you know, uh, uh, of developing policies and all of these things that are all sourced from, you know, some of the people that in their in their days conquered the world. So we borrowed pattern, we borrowed ideas from them, and those are the things that we have put on ground. All right, but God has continued to you know make those things fail. The philosophies of men are failing, but those are still things that people are teaching in school because they have become you know rigid. We don't change that. It's not like somebody wakes up one morning and says, "But wait a minute, these teachings we've been doing on." Political science is not really enhancing. It's not. It's not producing. You know, quality leaders. You you still go to pro political science. You see the person get a degree on political science. The person get a degree on psychology. Gets a degree on philosophy. Gets a degree on sociology. And the person is given an office. <laughs> Two months down the line, the guy steals the money, and runs away. <laughs> He steals the public money and ran away. And he's got five degrees. So, who is failing? <laughs> Are you getting the point? 
are you getting the point? Now, it's important you get all the degrees, but the degree, amen, does not, ins you know, it does not keep you and does not stop you, does not prevent you, amen, from expressing your fallen nature. You get the point that I've just made now? This is a powerful statement. I was listening to, was it two days ago, I was listening to, uh, two or three days ago, I was listening to the Deputy Minister of, um, of Health, South African Deputy Minister of Health, because they were all supposed to give an update of what's going on with the coronavirus and all of that. And I was listening to this man, and the man seemed to, you know, have an understanding. But everything this man is saying, because he must give an, he must give an update why, all right, you know, the hospitals, the, 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 the doctors and the nurse are not getting you know, the right gear uh, and the right equipment. So now he's coming to give an update why, all right, they couldn't get, you know, certain things sorted out. And everything this man is talking about is, all right, you know, everybody, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, trades with China and we've made this uh, 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 bookings and, you know, China, uh, you know, it's, it's a delay because of all of this thing. And all I'm hearing is China and is China and is China. <clears throat> and, you know, it's like the Lord threw me a brick on my face. It's like something hit you. Boom. And the word was, so what happened to all of the professionals? All of the manufacturing companies in South Africa. You mean nobody can produce, you know, a, a face max? You mean nobody is producing, you know, the, 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 these normal things that, that the doctors need to wear? So, so are you telling me that a whole nation is dependent on one country? Are you telling me that the equipment that the, the, the you know the the, the 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 hospitals the doctors they need you know the vent, ventilators and all of these things that they're talking about i use no 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 the reason why is because other countries also like you know the the americans and the europeans everybody you know have also you know uh, uh putting for this equipment and so so everybody's connected to china and you know what that just showed me it's like all of the things that we claim we have as institution are all whitewash is a, is 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 false so you don't have a manufacturing you know a a a in a hub that can produce these things or is china saying that you cannot produce this thing in your own country because you have a trade treaty with them And, you know, I, I, as I was listening to this man, and I was saying to myself, if I was Siri Ramaphosa, as that man finished, I will call him and I will tell them they must fire him immediately. Because, listen to this, even if that is the case, you don't come out there and lay the blame. That's a flimsy excuse. But you see, that's how things run. Is China, China, you know, and I'm saying to myself, something has happened. It is like African governments have been captured. We've got to pray, God, let the scale fall off their eyes. 
And in fact, that's my prayer now. God, deliver our nation, our, our continent from China. This, that, that spirit called China. And listen, I love Chinese people. We're not talking about Chinese people. I'm talking about the government. Oh, you're struggling with us. With the, with the connection, uh, Prophet Linton, sorry, sorry about that. Thank God you were able to connect. I'm not sure what's going on, but we're here. <laughs> but welcome, welcome, join us. All right, so, but what led us to this is when you have, when you have an institution, when you have, you know, a, a manufacturing, you know, sector that cannot provide what the nation needs, and these are these are these are these are companies factory that billions are being poured into. Then you ask yourself, why are they in existence? Are there still factories in South Africa or in Africa? Because everybody's importing from China. What's wrong with you? So so and I, I hope that this issue of the corona has opened the eyes of leaders to see and, you know, go back and, and to the drawing board and deal with the things. But you see, I don't want to get distracted from the point that we're making. The point that we're making here is that the, the, the so-called, you know, political understanding principles that we've put in place, policies, you know, international trade and all of this that we've put in place has brought us nothing. In fact, it has exposed how weak our understanding of education is. And another thing that I, I you know, I picked from this man, this man kept talking about some, you know, a uh, uh, Chinese, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, what do you call them now? Ex 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 expatriates that are coming, you know, Chinese doctors that are coming, all right? Are the, are the Chinese doctors going to bail us out? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there shouldn't be assistance from them. But I'm saying if, if an entire nation, an entire continent will have to be depending, will have to be depending on one country, can you see that we are indeed vulnerable? So all of the things that we are teaching in university, this is the point I'm trying to make. All of the things that we are teaching in university, all of you know the the the, the young doctors, you know the professionals that we're, where are they? What is going on? We're not hearing about them. We're hearing about Chinese doctors coming. Celebrate your own. Bring them out. If you fail, you try it again until we get it right. That's how China grew. But I'm not dealing with China this morning. I'm just comparing the philosophy of, of man and that of the world system. The philosophy of, 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 of the world is cruel. The philosophy of the world, amen, is selfish, is self-centered. The philosophy, the political philosophy, amen, the things we teach as, 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 as values, as principle, all right, these things have, have been found wanting. They've been found to be weak. To be incapable, to lack the strength, the vision, the capability, the capacity earlier to change humanity and to progress society. Are you getting this? Is the point that I'm making. So when the Bible talk about your ways, your thoughts, you've got to understand all of that collapse into how we see life, how we view life, how we relate. I have a different concept of life. My life, my concept of life is sourced from God's thoughts. 
not from the thought of some church, some man. Because that man who is supposed to be a pastor, who is supposed to be an apostle, guess what? He's drinking from some polluted you know, stream somewhere. And then he comes to church and hallelujah, he just bamboos the people. This is what the Lord is saying. But if you check the source where that knowledge is coming from, you will discover that it's from the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Listen to these friends. If you want to be a partaker of the things of God, you've got to love to eat of the fruit of life. <laughs> if you want to, be a, want to be used, you want to be a true vessel, a true prophet, let's, let's take it to that level, a true prophet, you have to, first of all, amen, divorce yourself, vomit out, amen. They need to purge you, amen, from all of the, the junks, the, the wrong ideas, the mixture, amen, that you have partaken of. You have to, all of that has to be washed out. It must go to a river called River Kindron, excuse me, Valley Kindron. They must, they must cleanse you, purge you, amen. Yes, you must come to the cross. All of that must be cleansed. Then they begin your journey like a baby. I said some time ago. When you give birth to a child, you don't say because the child, amen, is still a baby. You say, oh, this is just a baby. So because that child is a baby, that child was, was born with three, with, three, uh, uh, with three fingers and three toes. You say, no, because the child is still growing, you know. No, when you born a child, if a normal child, all of, amen, the functioning dimension of that child must be there. Two eyes. You don't say, oh, well, the child is still growing. <laughs> so the child came with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, the child is still growing, so the child only come, you know, in, in six months time, the other, the other ears will grow. Uh, the child is still growing, so there's no mouth, you know, in two years time, the mouth will appear. No! The child grows with everything that makes the child a human. Did you get the point? The child grows with everything that makes the child a human. Not half human. God doesn't give birth to half human. But the human being must then grow thereby, amen, by desiring the sincere milk of the word. All the features are there. The child grows with that little thing you see between the leg. Yes, it's there. It's there. And when you, you have a father that knows how to circumcise, when they circumcise the child, all right, the thing grows properly. Okay? The child grows with five toes here, five toes there, ten toes you understand? Everything that makes a man, that child has it. The child only grows and develops in those things. Are you getting the point that I'm making? If you're born of God, all of the features, all of the character, the nature of God are there as potential. <laughs> they are there. They are there. You don't need to <laughs> become, you know, uh, 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 20 years old before somebody now becomes to say, oh, now today I anoint you to be a prophet. No, you've been born. He said, he said before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation before you were born. So while, while, while I was born, I am a prophet. But does that make me a functional prophet? No. <laughs> Come on. Some of us, while we were born, we were, bo we were designed before we, before we came to this world, we were designed to be teachers. 
That's why you see them, the child is growing. He's very inquisitive. He, he's asking, don't shut the child down. No, the child is just growing in, in his normal habitat. The child is asking, like my son, he's very, you know, he will ask all questions, very inquisitive. Sometimes you get angry with him. Samuel, please don't. No, he wants to know why this, you know, his brain works like a computer. <laughs> you know, sometimes like, no, no, please, I'm just tired. Samuel, please leave me alone. Just, you know, just let the child grow. The, the young child grow. We grow. Then the Bible says, and the child grew in spirit until the day, until the day. Yeah, until the day. It's there, it's there, it's there in you. Don't let no person tell you, no, it's not there. It's there in you. And this is what I'm tapping into. So as I'm speaking now, you're going to realize <laughs> they killed that thing in you. No, God is going to stir it up again. Yes, some of us are born to be engineers. It's there. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Many of us, many of us, many of us, there are things that God designed us to be, to be, to function in it. But because the environment we grew up, amen, lack the knowledge of those things or how to help us. You see, that is why parents must have prophetic sight. Parents are the most important. Listen, hey, I'm going to make a statement now. <laughs> before, before somebody claims to be a prophet, Fathers must first be prophets. Mothers must, must first be prophets because they are the first point of contact. Before you ever contact the, the apostle in church, you know, the, 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 the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, no, all of this grace must be locked within parents. Imagine if my father or my mom know all the things that I'm talking about. Imagine the sight they will have in raising the child up. In raising one up. Just imagine that. But most of our parents, amen, were born in ignorance. Were born in blindness. In fact, many of them had to depend on some crazy prophet to pray for them. Yeah? <laughs> so, so the prophet is praying blind, blind, blind prayer for them. And you going home, you laying that same blind prayer, you praying that on your children. Meanwhile, God says, amen, parent, you must train. This is the word of the Lord. Train. Have you, have you seen a trainer before? Come on. You understand what I'm talking about. One of the most challenging and the most difficult work on earth is parenting. Let that sink into you. One of the most challenging and the most difficult job on earth is parenting. It's more difficult than the work of the president. It's more difficult than the work amen, of an astrologer, an astronomer. It's more difficult than the work of any scientist. The work of a parent is greater than the work of an apostle. It's greater than the work, amen, of a teacher, of a prophet. Oh, you don't understand. Maybe I've lost you now. Parenting. Because how your parents will define the destiny of a nation. Hey. How we parents will define the destiny 
of a nation because nations are led by people, leaders. Leaders are made, are shaped, are formed in the home. In the home. In the home. If we get this right, our perspective to the ministry of parenting will change. The Lord says, train up, train. It didn't say just beat the child and, you know, it said train. Training includes so many things. It meaning that you have to have, first of all, advanced knowledge. I mean, we've got, we've got, we've got a master teacher watch, watching our brother, brother Steve. If I'm lying, you can, you can, you can, you can bear me witness. <laughs> That's a principle. Are you getting this? Because to make the work of that man, of my brother, you know, uh, uh, um, Brother Steve, I'm not sure the number of, how many people are, are you in charge of? How many students are you in charge of? I, I, I don't envy you at all. Can, 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 if, if you know, please, can you, just, can you just share with me quickly? Because I, I, need, I need to make an example of this. Brother Steve, if you're listening, all right, how, how many puppies are under your school? How many puppies are under your school? Because listen to this. If, if, if we understand that our assignment begins from how we shape our students at home, it makes the job, the work, amen, of teachers in school far easier. The Lord said, train up to have training. It means you have to have insight, foresight, understanding. Of the ways of God. Of the things of God. Amen. Of God's prophetic intention for that child. Two children are not the same. Even if they are twins. Their destiny. Their assignment differs. So imagine. The power of influence given. Amen. To parents. Just imagine that. The power to shape destiny. Yet, somebody says, my job is just to be at home and just to train this, to raise the children. And you are so feeling, you know, unhappy. My word, brother Stevie. Now, now I, a thousand two hundred learners. Can you believe that? A thousand two hundred grace to you. <laughs> More grace to you. <laughs> A thousand two hundred learners, not three hundred, not seven hundred, one thousand two hundred. That is an apostolic capacity you need. That is a whole government. <laughs> That's a governor watching this morning. Just think about the life this man is imparting. Are you getting the point that we're making, friends? That is a that's an apostle of a whole community there. So, Brother Steve, you you don't need you don't need a church. <laughs> that's your own church. <laughs> I mean, but imagine the life, the, the the destiny that you you are able to impact and influence. Whatever is going to happen to those children in the future, they go through your hand. You've deposited something. You've put something in them. You've imparted some. Now, the Bible says, train. I mean. It starts with parenting. If the parents can do their training, they pass it to the next. Is the is division of labor, all right? They pass it to the school. Then the school begins to train them and impart them, amen, in other things that they need. 
tell me if that society will not prosper, will not excel, will not, will not succeed, will not, will not increase. Of course they will. Because listen to this, all of the issues that we're seeing around us can be traced back to parents, how we train our children. Are we treating them with a soft, you know, spot, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, are we just <laughs> pampering them, you know, not telling them the truth, not really bringing them to, to reality? Or are we telling them what life is, what they must do? All right. If money is given to them, how to how to spend some, keep some. You see, before children go to university to learn accounting, parents should be the first people teaching their children accounting. Before they ever go to university to learn, amen, about law, you should be the first, amen, you know, uh, 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 institution, the first faculty of law, amen. You you should teach children justice at home. That's what I teach my children. I'm not telling you what I don't do. You should be the one to teach your children, first of all, respect. When you see an elderly person, regardless of who they are, you honor, you respect them. Because that is what will filter into society. You teach them that. You teach them the ability to say no and not feeling guilty. You teach your children not to, not, not to, not to be a, a victim. No, I teach my children, you're not a victim. You, you can say no. You don't have to say yes. If you, don't, if you know what you want to say yes to is wrong, then tell them no. Simple. You know, don't let nobody pressure you all right, to, to do things or say things that you know you don't want to do. No. Don't let friends. Don't let nobody bully you. I tell them. You see, children that are bullied. I tell my children, children that are bullied, okay, in school, all right, is because something is wrong at home. So sometimes you, you need to pray for them. You need to help them understand. But sometimes you need to stand your ground and face them and say, no, you don't do that again. If you do that again, I'm going to report to my father. My father is going to come to school and sort you out. Yes, that's why I speak to my children. Don't let nobody bully you. Bully, amen, is not a product of school. Oh, come on. Bully is not a product of school. It's a product of a dysfunctional home. But Steve, you can bear me witness. <laughs> Many of the challenges that we have left our students, our, excuse me, our, 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 our teachers to deal with are challenges that ought to have been dealt with at home. Are issues that ought to have been dealt with at home. We push it to government. We push it to the school. You know the reason why today, you know, the Ministry of Education, they are, they are pumping all these ungodly things because they know that, you know, we have what is called an absentee, you know, homes, absentee fathers, absentee mothers. So they've taken charge. So if they want to teach your children what sex is, who are you to talk? Who are you to talk? They say, no, this is what we want to teach your children because you're not there for them. <laughs> You're not there for them. You don't understand. When we ask for a meeting, nobody comes. Nobody speaks. So we take control. We take charge. All right? You want to put the thing on government? We will take charge. All right? And we'll, we will allow humanistic government to rule your children. All right? We will tell them they are, they are boys when they're supposed to be girls. And we will tell them that it's okay to be a boy and to be a girl at the same time. We will tell them that they can change as they wish. We will tell them to have sex wherever they, 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 they desire to have sex with. As long as it's their choice. We will give them the power to make their own choice when they don't even understand what life is all about. So you can't blame the government. 
we blame ourselves because we dropped the ball. The Lord did not say the government must train our children. They say, you parents, amen, train up. That's the key word there. Train up, train up, train up your child. In the way, he ought to grow. So there is a particular frame, amen. There's a particular way, there's a particular standard, there's a particular order that God has in mind that a child must grow. Children don't grow by their own. If you allow children in their own ways, they will they will grow, grow out of the way. <laughs> it's the fallen human nature. If there's no one, amen, holding the steering, amen, and, and, and giving direction on how to journey, all right, it is just the fallen human nature that will follow the wrong path. All right, that we grow out of order. It's that's the that's what we inherited. All right, so so don't blame the child. That when the child start getting naughty and the child start doing things and start saying things, don't get don't don't say what happened to you, my child. No no no. You ought to understand, amen, that the child was born, amen, into a corrupt world. It is your duty, amen, to align the heart, the mind, the the, the pattern of the thinking of the child to the right way, and you do that via the word of God. So when you tell your child, amen, to pray, it's good, but it's not good enough. You have to show the child. Prayer. You have to pray. When the child see you pray, it's normal for the child to think that prayer is the normal thing to do. So don't say a child must pray. Don't say, no, no, you do it. When they see, children learn by vision. Children learn by vision. When they see you do something, it's normal, good or bad. <laughs> when a child, even if you hide it, you know, some parents, they're very good in hiding things. They don't understand that their child is wiser than them. <laughs> You're still hiding. No, the child can see. It can see. And the child will go behind you and do the same thing. And do the same thing. When your child sees the way you dress, it is so natural that your child will grow up dressing that way. If you dress as a prostitute, your child will grow up loving to dress like a prostitute. If you, if you, if you dress as one that don't care, Alright? You wake up in the morning, you have no sense of direction, you have no sense of value, you have no sense of manhood. Your child will just naturally grow to reflect you. So don't fight the child. Your child is a reflection, hallelujah, of the values you portray. It's an environment. Environments are very powerful. Alright? I'm not going to be surprised one day if my... One of my children decided to say, okay, they also want to be on air. They want to do this. Because that's what they see. You see, a child will always follow the direction of the parent. There are two ways we parent. We parent all right, by example and we parent by instruction. We parent by example and we parent by instruction. Listen, <laughs> the latter one they don't follow. But the first they will follow. Example. If you're a bad example, listen, your children will follow suit. Don't, don't listen. I don't know where you got this from. Come on. Come on. You know where the child got it from. The child got it from you. Who else? Who else would the child get it from? <laughs> I don't know where. No, no, no. Come on. You know where the child got it from. It got it from you. Are you getting the point? The Bible says, train up your child. I'm dealing with something here. These are primary biblical foundation. So we're saying that if we understand the foundation, the footing of how life ought to be lived 
and we, we, we invest in that and we begin to shape amen, the life of our world or our children in that reality. It's so natural that we grow up into that order of life. It's the same thing about spiritual things. The environment you grow up defines and shape, amen. The output, your 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 you know your your values, your 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 view, amen, to spiritual things. Alright? All of the things that you're hearing right now, either to affirm the truth or to be surprised, are all based on the environment that have shaped your sense of spirituality. It's just that simple. That's why God is bringing leaders, spiritual, you know, spiritual mentors, spiritual, you know, uh, craftsmen that are re, that are they are there to redesign, to re, to you know, to restructure our life. All right. Have you noticed that my, my, my idea of the prophetic is not more of, you know, just declaring, declaring. We will get to that. All right. We'll, in fact, we'll get to that. There are two concepts. Listen to this. Two main as aspects of the prophetic. Okay, since we're here, let me just, you know, dive into this. There are two main aspects to the prophetic. There are main, two main aspects to the prophetic. Remember, we've been dealing with, amen, developing what we call, amen, a, a prophetic spirit. A prophetic spirit is bigger than a prophetic gift. All right? A prophetic spirit will enhance a prophetic office. Let me repeat what I just said. A prophetic spirit, all right, is bigger. In fact, your prophetic gift is sourced from your prophetic spirit. Basically, how you grow and understand your spiritual identity, all right, will fast track if indeed you are called to operate in certain gift. Because listen to this, gifts are not just given. Gifts are the formation of God's prophetic intention for our life. In other words, the reason why you have that gift. So because when we say it's a gift, you've got to understand that this is an issue of, you know, language now. Okay. God, God has called us. All right. Before the foundation of the earth, there are things that heaven has ordained us to, to carry out, to function is. Now listen to this. They give us gift to enhance that calling. Right? They give us gift to enhance that calling so that that calling, amen, can be smooth, can, can run faster. All right? It's called an anointing. All right? Another term for a gift is an anointing. All right? That anointing enhances you know, your original intention. All right? The anointing is, is not something that just happened to you. The anointing has been there. Okay, when the time comes for you to function in that office or in that, you know, environment, whatever it is, all right, what they do is they now stir up that gift. They stir it up, but it's, it has always been there. It has always been there, all right. You know, it's not like somebody just, you know, hallelujah, receive. You know, you stand in the line in the church, and the prophet comes and says, "Some of you, God wants to give you a gift." Hallelujah, God is calling you. Nope, God doesn't just call you into the prophetic. He has established you there before the foundation of the earth. The best the prophet can do is to connect to that thing and stir it up. In other words, there are no new gifts that we receive. Because none are the ways, none, none, none are the ways of God before the foundations of the earth. So there are two main aspects to the prophetic. One, the prophetic is constructive. Listen to this. The prophetic is constructive or formative. The prophetic is constructive or formative. Formative. Formation. Formative. Amen. That's the first aspect. 
you've got to understand, and I've got some scripture here. You want to write down this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. All right, chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. These are very long scriptures, but I'm not going to read them, all right? So the first aspect, because there are a lot of things that we're going to be dealing with, the first aspect, remember there are two aspects to the prophetic, okay? The first aspect is constructive and formative. Constructive means, all right, you're, we're able to lay down, that's what I've been doing for a while, we're able to lay down the right foundation, the right footing. Remember we say two aspects to the prophetic, all right, to the prophetic. So, Basically, you're talking, when you say the prophetic, the highest peak of the prophetic is prophetic office. The highest peak of the prophetic is the office. But guess what? You don't just jump into an office in the day. <laughs> Nobody wakes up and says, why well, I've been calling to the prophetic office. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. You have to go through that formative stage, that foundational stage. Are you getting the point? You have to grow thereby. You have to grow into it. That's why I said earlier on that the ministry of parenting, amen, is the most important and the most hallelujah, uh, 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 difficult ministry on earth because that is the point where you get to be shaped. Imagine if your your parents, all right, your parents are, 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 are prophets or prophetic. They have prof let's not let's not say prof prophet. They are prophetic. The prophetic insight is has gone beyond thirty fold. In fact, they've gone beyond you know sixty fold. They're pressing into eighty hundred fold. Imagine the sight. The ability to raise you up. Yes. That, 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 that constructive and formative stage. Remember, as we grow up in life, they say your formative stage is the most crucial point. There's a word they call that in, in, in education. All right. That first period, that, you know, uh, uh, kindergarten stage, you know, that's the most important aspect in the child formation. Because whatever is laid there, whatever is built at that point will shape how you grow. Right? Certain things that we're trying to correct and try to manage when the child has grown, it's almost like it's getting too late. Because that child, that point where you start building certain things in the child, you start building you know, a sense of you know, a confidence. But before the confidence, you feed the child with the right food. All right? The child gets the right, the right nutrition. Yes. Come on, speak nice. The child gets the right nutrition. All right, the child fits on the right food. There's enough protein. There's enough, you know, uh, 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 calcium. There's enough iron. There's enough, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, starch. All of those things that the child needs to have a balanced diet. You know, at that first stage. <laughs> Thank you, Father. A lot of us grow up, amen, without a right spiritual balanced diet. All right. Many of us were just being fed, you know, stash. You know, every day you just eat milli meal, milli meal, milli meal, milli meal, milli meal, you know, you know. And that was me growing up. You know, one of the reasons why I've got bad eyes, you know, eyesight, thank God for grace, all right, is because while I was growing up, I ate a lot of what they call in my place, gari. It's like milli meal. In fact, gari is made out of meal, you know, uh, maize too, all right. It's just that it's different from, you know, the way they make it here. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm on Gary morning, afternoon, night, all right? I just change it, you know? I alternate it, you know? Uh, because that's, 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 the, that's the process of my own growth, you know? You understand? Uh, and, 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 I, and I could remember back in those days, you know, growing up, and they say, you eat too much of this thing, it's going to affect your eye because, you know, they, 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 they made a research and they discovered that if you eat much of that, all right, it affects your eye. And I thought it was a joke. And I, after a while, I began to realize that I was having a problem with my eye. Be, because 
you know, the, 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 the meal, the, you know, the, 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 the food that I ate growing up, it impacts, impact my sight. And that's, that's something that, you know, you can translate to the spirit. Many of us ate all kinds of, you know, unbalanced food that affect our prophetic sight. That, no matter how you show the person, you can't see. Like now, if, you, if I remove my glass, everything is blurry. I can't see properly. You know, I can't see properly. I have to wear my glass. Okay, okay. Once I was blind, now I see. <laughs> Are you getting the point? So, so but that stage where the child is born, the child needs the right food. The, the child needs the right, you know, environment, the, the right word. You know, parents are there, okay? You, you, the, the right words, the right encouragement, okay? The right touch. Do you know, have you noticed that? Okay, maybe many of us did, did not notice. Are you, have, but let me just say this. Do you know one of the reasons why a lot of people suffer rejection and insecurity is because when they were born, all right, the parents never really touched them properly. They, they didn't have a lot of touch, you know, a lot of touch, a lot of pecking and a lot of, you know, you know, kiss on the cheek and all of that. And a lot of, you know, singing to them and a lot of nice word. All of those things that you would think, <laughs> does this matter? Oh, yes, they do matter. So the child grew up to, to, to feel lonely. You see, loneliness is a, is a dysfunctionality of our mental and emotional state. Loneliness is not the lack of people in our life. No, it's, it's how we feel on the inside. And that's, that's something that you've got to cast out. You've got to break that spirit. If, if, you, if you're one of those people that, you, you know, no matter how the, the number of people around you, no matter what you, you just feel lonely, you just feel like it's a spirit. You've got to deal with it. You've got to cast out the spirit of rejection. It's, part of, it's, it's a reflection of the spirit of rejection. All right? And that happened because you never had enough care. You see, parents, oh, I can't, I can't stop talking about this. Parent plays a deep role. Even if you're a single parent, even if you're a single parent, and I know that it's bad enough to be single parent because your sense of, you know, uh, 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 singleness, it, uh, it impacts, it affects how, of course, you relate with a, with a child. But listen, even if you're a single, if you have a sing, if you're a single parent who have sight, you have, to, you have to play both parts, you know, both parts of the man and the woman. You just have to, even though you know you cannot fully play the role, but you have to in terms of how you connect with the child, how you speak to the child, all right? You've got to have two voices, one that must sound like the man and the one that must sound like the woman, <laughs> you know, like the woman. You know, the, you know the men are very assertive. You know, when, I, when, when I'm done and everything's going crazy in the house, the moment I step into the house, you can see the atmosphere change. It's like God, <laughs> order has come. <laughs> Even if I didn't say nothing, of course, most of I don't say nothing, but there's that sense of governance. There's that sense of leadership. There's that sense of order. And my eyes are running through and from why is this there? Why is that not there? So everybody knows that when I'm coming, everything must be in place. Now, that is just what the man is. He brings order. He brings, he brings leadership. And that's why the devil knows that if he can attack the man, he can destroy the home. He attacks the man, he destroys the home. He attacks the man, he takes the garden. <laughs> he, you know, he attacks the man, he takes the world. Because the man is a reflection, amen, of leadership, of governance. Who goes there? 
So God came and said, Adam, where are you? That is a voice of, of calling for amen, leadership. Where are you? Are you getting this? So the prophetic, amen, is, 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 is established or is defined in two, in two realities. The first is, is that it is constructive and is formative. It's formative by design. It is, in this formative, amen, this is where the fruits, the fruits, the fruits, the fruit of the spirit of God is established. The prophetic is established on the fruit of the spirit, not on the gift. The prophetic, let me repeat this, the prophetic is not established on the gift. The prophetic, hallelujah, by nature will exhibit his gift. The prophetic, amen, must be established on the fruit. The fruit, amen, is what is called the life of God. The life of God, amen. The tree of life. When you partake of the tree of life, there is no way you will not produce light. In him was life. The life became transition. The light became metamorphosis, amen. The light, the life became the light Life translates to light. Life equals light. Light are expression, amen, of manifestation, fruits. But it takes a life to reflect, to reveal, to express, amen, the light of God. You want to walk in the power of miracles, healing, faith, uh, 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 in a discernment. All of those things that we use to mesmerize people. Is connected first. You see, when you abdicate the life and you jump into one to express light, you are going to be expressing a false light. If the light in you be darkness, how great is the darkness? Are you getting the concept? So it is important that we my going down. It is important that we establish. That the prophetic is constructive and formative. Formative. You are my sons in whom I travel again in birth until Christ be formed in you. Hello? How do you form Christ in people? You form Christ in people through amen, the development of the fruits of the Spirit. Establish, amen, on the virtues and the values of obedience then the second aspect of the prophetic is functional is functional all right that you find in first uh, corinthians 14 1 to 15 so the first aspect of the prophetic is what constructive and formative and you find that amen in first corinthians 13 1 to 13 the second aspect of the prophetic is what is functional. The expression that's a, that's the place a lot of people like. Ah, hallelujah! A lot of people like the functional aspect. So the man just come to church and and just dazzle everybody with some gift. You know? <laughs> but guess what? In fact, if you follow the pattern, the right spiritual pattern of of these two order of the prophetic, by the time you get to functional, you don't even have the power to boast. <laughs> You don't have the power again to want to boast with some prophetic gifting. Because the weight of that ministry 
would have killed every aspect, every ounce of human strength and pride in you. So by now you understand that all those guys out there who call themselves prophet, you know that they're not prophet. These are just, I call them John John prophet. You know, in my place they call them John John, you know, meaning that the guy just want to eat. John in my, in my language is to eat. These are just looking for something to eat. You know, just give me something to eat. They must survive. These, these are the ones who are selling something. They have something to sell. So the prophetic is constructive. You see, now we, we, we're getting to some beautiful teaching now. All right? I, I haven't laid some beautiful foundation. Now we're getting to the heart of this teaching. Okay? All right? I'm just going to begin to get ready now to stop this first session. Thank you, Lord. All right. So it is it is constructive. I don't want you to forget this. It is constructive, all right? And formative. That's the first one. The second one is functional. It exp it, it expresses itself. All right? It expresses itself. You see, whatever is on the inside will express itself. It's only a matter of time. It is only a what? A matter of time. Whatever is on the inside will express itself. So don't run. Don't be too in a hurry for expression. Don't be too in a hurry. Hey, God, when are you going to use me? God, <laughs> God will use you as you develop and grow in accordance to amen, his timing and his season of operation for your life. God will use you. Remember, you don't choose your own process. You don't choose your own timing. You don't choose your own method. Everything has to be built and done according to his thoughts, his ways, his thought and his ways defines is what his philosophy amen, defines his own timing. Amen. He says, your, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Amen. In fact, he says, as the, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So you've got to understand that you can either choose God's way, God's timing. Amen. Wait for him. Or you can decide to run. Like we have studied in our, uh, in our soul. He said, when I saw the people scattering, <laughs> when I realized that wait a minute, all the armies are gone. Everybody's jumping, to, you know, doing their own thing. He said, then I decided, amen, to, <laughs> to offer the sacrifice. You know, the prophet said, you have done a foolish thing. When you move before your timing, when you move before God's order, before God's instruction, all right, when you offer a sacrifice to God that heaven, amen, has not called for. It becomes a strange offering. But you offer the sacrifice to God. You're offering something to God, not to man. But heaven comes down and judge you. Why? Because you did not wait for his timing. The prophetic is, is very discreet. The prophetic, amen, is very discreet in how we do things. You cannot afford to presume or assume when it comes to growing and developing, amen, in the prophetic. Are you getting this, friends? We're going to round up now. Yes, we have to round up now. Then, uh, um, I think maybe for 12 o'clock, I'll conclude. I'm sure that's the time a lot of people want to have uh, lunch. But let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's, let's round up this one. I think this is a good place to round up. In fact, this is a good place because then we're going to step into what is called footing. The footing of the prophetic is getting interesting now. This, this teaching now is getting interesting. It's getting interesting. All right. The footing, the footing of the prophetic spirit. All right.
And now we're going to look into what the Bible says when it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of, you know, of prophecy. We're going to look into that. All right. Uh, yeah. We'll get into that. Then we're going to talk about what a prophetic, uh, what leadership, what has, what has leadership got to do with the prophetic spirit? That will be the next thing when, when we finish uh, footing into the prophetic spirit. It's getting interesting. Let's, let's round up here. I hope, I hope you've been able to get something from what we have, you know, discussed this morning. All right. I, I don't want to overstretch it because we've done an hour, you know, 35 minutes already. I wish I can quickly ask questions, you know, but uh, unfortunately we don't have, you know, the facility for question. But if you want to maybe ask me a question, all right, you can, you can type it out, send it to me and see how we can, we can answer that. But I hope the things that I have, of course, particularly on the things that I, we've talked about today, not just on something else, but on what we've talked about today. All right. This, this is a good foundational teaching that will build you up because a lot of people have been really wondering, asking, how, how do you step into the prophetic? How do you, uh, some say, oh, well, I've got a prophetic gift, but I don't know how to function. Well, this, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And it's my prayer, my desire that you will allow the spirit of God to continue to build you up. Do you want to grow? Do you want to step into God's intention for your life? Amen. In this brand new day. Do you want to enter into the into the reality of God's counsel? Do you want to become effective, yet efficient? Amen. Then this is a material that you know uh, will allow you, will will enhance you, will assist you to do that. So we want to thank God for the grace, Amen, to 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 do this teaching. You can see they are very practical, but very, Amen, coherent, very real, very you know uh, straightforward, Amen, and very precise. Lord, we thank you once again. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your mind. Thank you, Lord, that you led your people out of Egypt through the hand of the prophet. Yes, through the prophetic grace and, and leadership ministry of, of Moses. And you continue to build them, oh God, even through that prophetic gift. We thank you, Lord, that in this brand new day where there is so much confusion and and and, and uh, not knowing what to do, you're sending once again your spirit of prophetic to guide us, to lead us, to teach us, to instruct us. And we thank you, God, for we know this is not our own doing. This is not by might. This is not by power. We bless you, Lord, for this grace. Thank you, Father, for granting me the, 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 the knowledge, the wisdom, and also, Father, the voice to express your heart. Thank you for everyone today that has connected as students of God. Thank you that you've shaped their understanding to better understand, yes, your intention and your counsel for this brand new day. I pray, Father, for everyone, oh God, that your spirit will continue to lead them, that when they go back and listen to some of these things or some notes that they've put down and look at them, that there will be expansion, that there will be a further amplification of your intention, Father, for their life. We bless you, God, that we're coming out, oh God, a better people, a more prepared people, a more functional people, we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, that's it for today. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, uh, Prophet uh, uh, Linton Wartime. Thank you for connecting. My dear sister, Rena, thank you for also connecting. My dear brother, uh, Marvin Prince, thank you also for connecting. Brother Steve, thank you for giving us also that, uh, you know, data. Hundred, excuse me, a thousand two hundred learners, amen. Under the leadership of this man, wow, what a grace! What a grace! We need to pray for our teachers, amen. Thank you, guys.
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, my dear sister Nkumisa. Thank you for joining. Sister Diori, thank you so much for joining. Amen. And who else again? I saw Brad Derek. Yes, uh, okay, Sister uh, Brad Derek, thank you for connecting. Of course, Sister Tina, thank you so much, everyone, for connecting. All right. Who else? I believe I've mentioned everybody's name. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, this evening, we are going to be meeting. Uh, uh, we're going to have our uh, video conferencing. We're going to have our video conferencing uh, uh, this evening. I'm sure we're going to have it again maybe for 6 o'clock. I think that will give me also time to rest and, you know, do some other things. So if, you've, if you're interested in connecting to our video conferencing, although we're still making it more of an in-house thing, uh, we've not started inviting a lot of people from out. But if you want to be part of it, please let me know. Just let me know. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a very simple way of connecting. I just send you the link. All right, you connect to the link, all right, and then you'll be switched on, and that's it. And you can you can share with us. You, I mean, everybody is a community, so we're just trying to build a community regarding this brand new day where everybody can say something, contribute, and we can see everybody's face. All right. Yes, so that's what we're going to be doing this evening, hopefully for 6 o'clock. All right, and that's it. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your morning. And I'll see you, if I can, this afternoon again. All right, thank you. Bye-bye.